look over, dog starts going ape shit on this tree. Tree starts shaking, right? And this big sucker just jumps right out of it. I'm freaking out. The dog's freaking out. I pick up the dog, run inside, try to tell my brothers what's going on. Welcome back to the Cryptid Creatures Podcast. I am Brian, and with me as always is my co-host Todd. What's going on, Todd? Hey, Brian. How's it going, man? It is going great, let me tell you. Another good episode coming up? I know. I'm excited about this one. It's uh, close to home. Can you believe that we're out here trying to find places to go? You know, I just got back (laughs) from Oregon on an excursion, uh, and we're going all these places, but they're right here in our backyard. Or at least people are having encounters right here where we're at, close to us. I know. I, I would never guess that, and uh, it's very exciting. And I'm, I'm looking forward to get out there and, and well, checking it out for ourselves. Hell yeah! I mean, we don't have to go very far. We don't have to travel two thousand miles to go squat. Hell no! <laughs> I mean, <laughs> twenty minutes. <laughs> this is amazing. Uh, you know, we talked about having the Cass County, and then the and then the uh, the one toward Fort Wayne, and now it's like mm-hmm. boom, right in your backyard. Here you go, right in the backyard. Uh, yeah. We're going to be bringing Rob on, and Rob is an acquaintance of mine um, here where we live in this area. And um, I had heard before we even started this podcast that Rob had had an encounter, and I didn't know where. I certainly didn't believe here. Yeah, um, no kidding. So close to home. Yeah. <laughs> Wild. So I finally got a hold of him and talked to him, and man, we had to get him right on the show here. So you're damn right. This is crazy. But yeah, I did just yeah. get back from Oregon, like I was saying. Um, I was up in the blue. Yeah, Mountains. any luck out there? No, but I'll tell you, I'm trying to post a video. I, I, it's a little long. Maybe it's too long. I'm trying to post it on our group page and our Facebook page um, mm-hmm. of what I was. You know, I, I recorded myself walking around and. and video of the woods and the forestry there and it was actually snowing up no there. kidding yeah what yeah on may, in almost june may 19th it was <laughs> there was still snow up there in fact Ugh. uh getting up there there were certain parts of the road where snow had just got dumped and plow truck came through and just plowed a narrow corridor enough for one no vehicle kidding. to get through for like maybe a 30 yard stretch and literally, you had to slow down, and you're you were going to bump your car on the sides of these snow, these three foot high snow walls. Almost the end of May. Yeah. Ugh, mountains. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, damn you, Bigfoot! You're not going to keep me away this time. I'm coming for you. So I got oh, up no there and, and found a spot and parked and walked up this old logging road, and it was pretty much you, know, you couldn't get a vehicle up and down it at this point. There were a bunch of ruts. I mean, a huge mound of dirt had got placed there. Like they don't want anybody coming up there. They they kind of blocked it off. Mm-hmm. So I walked over that and walked around, and um, I found some elk tracks. But I'll tell nice. you, I'll tell you what was weird, Brian. It was as soon as I got out of the car, it was immediately quiet, extremely oh. quiet. So I had excitement for that, right? That's one of the first signs they say, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, did I feel like I was being watched? I don't. I don't know. I can't say that I. I, I had that feeling. I did not. 
but I'm the kind of person that could be being watched from whatever. You didn't and have not, that. Not have a clue. Hair standing up on the back of your neck. No, um, but it was it was weird. I wanted to push on more on on the road, but I'll tell you, I just kind of decided not to. I decided I'm getting too far away. Mm. Although I didn't feel like I was there was anything there. I did not want to get too far away from my vehicle to if something yeah. like happened. I couldn't get back to it. Right. And, you know, I just don't want to get lost. So, um, Especially when, obviously, it's still the middle of winter up there. <laughs> yeah, obviously. You know, it, it went from a, I don't know, it was about a 65-degree day. Um, and then when I got up in the mountains, it was 45. Uh, I did get out, like I said, though. I had a jacket. Um, so it wasn't. It was tolerable for sure. There wasn't there wasn't so much wind that day, but it was snowing, and it was. Ah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. But no, uh, still no, no sighting. That's all right. I did hear. I, I did. It'll happen. I did think I heard a snap and a grunt when I was out there. It could have been a deer. Um, maybe I thought I was hearing things. You can't really pick it up on the video too much, but I did hear okay. that. As quiet as it was, I heard a grunt, which was probably a deer. I and, would. I don't know, man. It's not. It's not the rut. And then a, a tree snap. A few, you know, probably like five minutes later, but far enough away where I couldn't see anything. Whatever, right. whatever the reason it was. So, mm-hmm. who's to say? Hmm. Very cool. It was. It was. But man, like I said, we don't have to travel far. We've got them in our backyard. I know. I would have never guessed that. A million years. And I gotta say, um, I did go on and look on the map as i always do and there's a water system and a wood system heavily surrounding where this location happened and mm-hmm. um trailing off to other wood systems not okay. as big as you'd think but you know i know these things just don't pop out of nowhere and start like you said walk down the streets you know <laughs> they've got to travel somehow oh they gotta have yeah they gotta have cover i mean they Enough of us rambling on. Let's uh, let's go ahead and just yeah, bring Rob on the show. Yeah, let's get him on here and talk about this. Okay, here we go. Rob, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. We really appreciate it for sure, definitely. Yeah, we do. Thank you. So the cool thing about uh, your story, Rob, is we were talking and um, – Basically, it's pretty much where this encounter happened is very close to my location. And um, the crazy thing I was talking to Brian about, too, was, you know, we did a we did an Indiana Fort Wayne location. We did a Cass County location. And um, I don't give my, my direct area, but we're northern Indiana and close to the Michigan border. And I'd wanted mm-hmm. to talk to you before we ever started this podcast, Rob, because I'd heard you had an encounter. I just didn't know where. And um, Yeah, it was not and when we uh, when I heard that it was where it was at, it, it kind of shocked me, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I wish I would have talked to you first. So, <laughs> yeah, right. I was I was shocked too when I heard right. how close it was. Right. So, Rob, before we get rolling into your encounter and, and everything, why don't you tell us about a little bit of background about yourself? Um, you know, did you believe in in Bigfoot growing up, or, or anything cryptid creature wise, or you know, what was your thoughts on that kind of stuff, and and how did um, you know? All that, all that. Not really. I mean, I had seen some weird things growing up, but never really kind of into cryptozoology or uh, had very many experiences like this, that's for sure. Uh, did you grow up? I was born in Texas and raised in Montana. Okay. Massachusetts, Indiana. Wow. So you've been, wow. been around. Yeah. You've been around. 
Yeah. <laughs> Come to Indiana only to experience something like this. Yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> so you were born in Texas, lived in yep. Montana. Yeah. And then you said where? Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Of all the states that are known to have Bigfoots, you find and one in Indiana. You saw one in Indiana. <laughs> right in my backyard, yeah. basically. Yeah, that is wild. That is wild. How does this how does this stuff happen? Okay. <laughs> I don't know, man. So how old were you when uh, this encounter happened, Rob? Uh, I think it was freshman year, high school. Mm-hmm. It's in the, in the wintertime. Okay. So um what was going on the day of the encounter? What were you doing? I mean, ah, uh, see, so my parents were out of state, and uh, so it was just me and my three brothers. Dog was going crazy, wanted to go outside. It was, we had a little tiny dog, too, you know, big spirit. And um, yeah, I went outside with a dog on a leash because it was snowing out, kind of a little crazy. And you just look over, dog starts going apeshit on this tree that's like 30 feet from us. And I'm like, what the heck's going on? You know, I'm trying to peer around and see what's going on. And tree starts shaking, right? And this big sucker just jumps right out of it. Just like, I don't know, he must have been at least nine, 10 feet tall on there. Gives me and the dog this big, loud growl. And just poof, right off to the tree line, which was at 70, 80 feet from us, right? So, like, like one leap to one spot and then off. I'm freaking out. The dog's freaking out. I pick up the dog, run inside, try to tell my brothers what's going on. And they're like, no, no way, man. You didn't see that. What are you talking about? Brushing it off. None of them want to go outside, mind you, to see if there's yeah. anything out. And <laughs> it's going not. outside. So by the time they actually get any kind of courage together, it's been like two hours of snowing. And so there's just, there's just nothing. There's just no sign of anything. Oh man. Had it just started snowing when you were, when you went out or was there quite a bit of snow on the ground? No, nah, there was only about an inch or two of snow on the ground at the time, but it must've been coming down pretty decent because there was a couple more inches on there. So yeah, you guys didn't, you didn't go look for prints right away until it snowed a little bit more or maybe you didn't at all. I don't know. Yeah, well, we, we kind of just had enough courage to get outside uh, <laughs> to look at it. I'm a middle child, so my three brothers were only a year and a half apart from each other. So, so you said we're, this um, is this is winter time. Were there any uh, leaves on the trees at all, Rob, or were they bare, bare pretty much? No, I mean that that tree was an evergreen. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So you walk That's outside nice. with your dog. Your dog's freaking out. You see this thing in the tree. Um. What did you see? What was it doing up in the tree? Was it hang, just kind of hanging on to the side? Was it standing on a branch? What I mean, did you get that look at I it? I couldn't even tell. I mean, it, was, it was pretty quick, the way that it happened, honestly. I I just saw the tree shaking a little bit. Didn't really see anything until it was, you know, like I said, about 20, 30 feet in front of us. Did you catch a, did you catch a smell or anything? There was obviously one because the dog picked it up, but did you? Was it strong enough for you to pick up? Not really. No, I was just in shock. Probably in the winter too. Probably didn't help. So when it hit the no. ground, <laughs> when it hit the ground, what exactly happened? Did you see its face? Did did it look right at you? Did you said it yelled or screamed at you? Oh yeah, yeah, it kind of screamed at us, me, the dog, and 
Yeah. It was kind of like a blackish gray hair on it. Eyes were like black almost, like a little bit of rim around the eye and white. And yeah, it was just how big were its weird, eyes? man. How big were its eyes? I don't know. Like just a little bit bigger than big, yeah. like a silver dollar know. size or something. Yeah, somewhere between a silver dollar and a golf ball. Did you see its teeth or, or anything like that? I mean, it kind of let out a bit of a growl on there, so maybe. But it was yeah. <laughs> it was night. It was nighttime, wasn't it? When you when this happened, it was at night. Yeah. Yeah. When when this thing roared at you, growled at you, did it did it shake you? Did it did you feel it in your chest? I don't know. It's been. It's been a while since that happened, so I, I can't tell on there. I mean, I, yeah, I guess it's still shaking me to the core on it. So when I start talking about it or start thinking about it too much on there, yeah. I get a little okay, yumpy. Right. Yeah. Might have been a high pitched screamer instead of a, a low growl, so so to speak. Yeah, probably. What what color did you um, did you notice? It's 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 uh, did it have hair? I said obviously? it was grayish, grayish black. Grayish black. Okay. Yeah. So, Rob, you went in the house, you told your brothers they didn't believe you, but yet they didn't want to go outside, you're saying, then. Right, yeah, none of them wanted to go outside. No, no. no. <laughs> exactly. And. <laughs> you saw what? No, I'm good. <laughs> okay. yeah. And we were talking earlier, That's there's a good patch of woods where that where that encounter happened, as we both know, so that thing could have taken off, who knows. Uh, basically all the way to the state line, so. Mm-hmm. Right, there's a whole series of uh, swamp back inside there too, because oh. it's fairly low. Oh, is there? Back over there, yeah. There's a couple of um, uh, wells back there too, where they just seemingly go on and on forever, and yeah, it's pretty marshy. Yeah. Interesting. Well, that makes yeah. a lot more sense. Hmm. No, it's really eerie when you walk past that way during the summertime when the grass is like seventy feet tall around that marsh, uh-huh. and you just feel like something's just watching you did you feel like that like you said you grew up there when you were a kid did you play back there and then and when that happened did you have those feelings back then like not for a while on there i, I think after that experience maybe the following summer mm-hmm. yeah periodically still walking back in that area right. kind of gives you a bit of the chills and kind of creeps you out a little bit oh yeah yeah Rob, you had said you had some strange things happen to you after this encounter. Why don't you talk about that a little bit, if you don't mind? Yeah. I mean, every once in a while, you'd hear, like, something thumping up against the side of a tree. Um, knocking noises. We had a bathroom. It was kind of like our the boys' bathroom. We had, like, a skylight inside of it. And for a while there, we didn't want to use that bathroom because we just like peer up into the night sky and you see like these beady little red eyes just staring right at you. Okay. And like you see everything run around on the outside of the house. And I was just, it, it gets, when it, in Indiana, you know, when it snows, you get that really super eerie quiet where you can't hear mm-hmm. the traffic. Yeah. Yep. You can hear anything outside. Yeah. You feel like there's something out there. That cold, yeah. crisp. Yeah, that cold, crisp, quietness. Yeah, I know that. I know that all too well. Really? Yeah. It just eats the sound. Dude, you can't hear anything. <laughs> yeah. 
Yep. So did um, do you remember your your parents ever saying anything to you about you know be careful when you're out in the woods or don't go out the woods alone or anything like that? Does anything recollect back to where maybe they knew about something that was going on there, or did they ever have any kind of situation that 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 they maybe knew something was lurking around you guys' woods? I mean, I love my parents, but let's they weren't necessarily around. <laughs> they, okay. they very much uh, preoccupied with themselves. I got you. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, we were four boys all around the same age in, in our teens in, in the wilderness. But in, yeah, as long as you came home and weren't dead, you're fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I am. So what did you think about that after that, that incident, Rob? I mean, did it change you? I mean, um, I know you're pretty young, but um, did you start digging into Bigfoot or, or what you saw or you know, what was your thoughts? Yeah, on? a little bit. I mean, I got pretty curious. And uh, right around that time, I met one of my friends, a guy in high school that kind of became really good friends with him. And I used to kind of really like reading some of the uh, World Weekly News and some of those fun magazines. But um, didn't really ever get too big into it mm-hmm. or do too much digging. I just kind of always had a good sense that there's, definitely something going on out there mm-hmm. and uh you know enough people see it i mean it's got to be real right it's what i saw couldn't be fake right right yeah that's exactly why we're that's exactly why we started doing this yeah i mean mm-hmm. our philosophy is you know thousands and thousands of sightings out there and and the people that we've talked to already you know, but I keep saying there's thousands and thousands of sightings and, and, and thousands of people that have come forward. There's probably three times that many that don't. But if one of those right. people, just one of those people is telling the truth, then it has to be real. Mm-hmm. Right. So. I don't know. I saw something, man. And I believe right. you. Well, Rob, we, oh. I, I believe you. I oh, know yeah. you. And, and we, we do believe you. We um, believe you. Did you tell anybody else besides your brother's? After you oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's calling me crazy. Moved, Fuck that. I just moved out this way from like 850 miles away uh-huh. to come out to Indiana uh, as a freshman in high school. I wasn't talking to anybody about that. I yeah, would have no been. <laughs> so that was recently after you moved here. You're like, what is going on in northern Indiana? Yeah. Hey, yeah. Got it already seemed kind of strange. We, we moved out here in the summertime. So I was like, oh. Well, it smells like uh, smells like pigs and, and horses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, welcome to Indiana. <laughs> yeah. We got more than yeah, pigs and yeah, horses in Indiana, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Yeah. Here I'm here Didn't I'm here yeah. I'm going all the way to Oregon and everywhere else to, to, to look for these things and right in my damn backyard. Oh shit. <laughs> That's another interesting thing. You said pigs. Um anybody's livestock come up missing around there, have you heard? Anybody said anything about that? I really wasn't at that time. I I didn't know anybody, any of the farmers or anything like that. I just kind of stuck to myself. That'd be interesting to look into that and see if. Well, Rob, you and I had talked and you said that you might have access to that property still. And we could probably go on there possibly with you and walk around and do some recording. Is that, is that, is that true? Yeah. Yeah. I'll be able to show you guys around. That'd be cool. Where I had that encounter and then where I kind of had some of those eerie feelings and things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd like to see that. I don't yeah, think, bring my- I don't think I would have, I would have went in my, I don't think I would have went out of my house for 
a long time, if ever, after. I mean, that was real close to your house, right? You said you were 30 feet. You're just letting your dog out in the backyard or somewhere. Yeah, I just moved out here from Massachusetts, though. And I, when I was out in Massachusetts, I had a bunch of hoodlum friends. Mm-hmm. So, you know, big, bad kid on there with three, three brothers. Mm-hmm. So, and you, 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 est- can't, you can't push your foot around that for too long. <laughs> you right. estimated that this thing was nine or ten feet tall, you think? Yeah, because at that time I was probably see I'm about yeah, hair under six four now, so I was probably a good five foot ten by then mm-hmm. freshman year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So the thing had, yeah, I had four to five feet on me. When that thing jumped out of the tree and hit the ground, did you feel it? Did you feel a thud or anything, or was it too far away for that? Probably too far away. I mean, most of the soil that's out there is all sandy soil. Oh, there, so. Okay. It's a little bit of back construction. If you're on sandy soil, you're not going to feel much thud in 30 feet from you. Yeah, Indiana has the weirdest terrain ever, and it's just flat, but it can be so many different substances that, <laughs> from sand to hard rock to you name it. So, clay. Lots of different types of clay. <laughs> so, Rob, would you ever want to see another one again? If you, if you, had an opportunity maybe from far away or anything like that, or are you totally like, no, I've seen it. I don't want to see it again. No, I'd be curious. I mean, I do like watching animal planet from now and again mm-hmm. down there. So just to be able to see something to, to know more about it, to learn more what this is mm-hmm. would be great. Yeah. What do you think yeah. it is, Rob? Do you think it's a, you know, do you think it's a missing link? Do you think it's some kind of, um, uh, offshoot of like maybe some kind of you know ape from back in the day. Do you think it's alien or um, related or spiritual related? What, what what's your thoughts on Bigfoot? Uh, there's there's a lot of different thoughts on it, but uh, personally, I kind of lean me towards two different ideas. All right, kind of dumb, so probably some form of great ape, um, uh, which given its size and its how secluded it it likes to keep, you know, it's easy to see mythological kind of connotations or associations with it with Native Americans. Sure. Yeah. Well, especially where, where you saw it. I mean, this area, you would not think that, you know, it's, they're not going to be around here, but I do get on the maps when, when people talk about their sighting and locations and I look and I did notice that, like I said, there's a big patch of woods on either side of the road there. And then there's a, a river that runs along, and there's a huge patch of woods that surround both sides of that river, and it runs up into you know Michigan, obviously, and it does a big loop around to areas where you know I don't know there, there's bigger patches and reservoir reservations or, or whatnot. So I don't know. Do these things travel at night through these you know, little patches of woods here and from? Do they do they transport or they portal? I have no clue, but. For for one to be hanging around that area just kind of just shocks me. You know, you think Pacific Northwest or, you know, deep dense forests of like you know Northern Maine and all that stuff. Not where not where we're at, Rob. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but if you think about it though, like I'll go back 150 years ago, but before they really started digging these trenches and lines across on there for the farmlands for the water runoff and everything else, this all used to be black water. So there was just a lot of swampland. And uh, it's natural growth around here that would have been kind of more appropriate for that, yeah, 
species, I guess. Uh, yeah. You know what? That makes that does make sense for sure, Rob. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. Yeah, we have a lot of flood plain areas that make it difficult for me when I'm going out there to try to build a house. I gotcha. So, Rob, you had some other stuff going on back in the day before you had your encounter. Why don't you go ahead and talk about that, if you don't mind? Sure, yeah. When I was real little, we lived in uh, northwest Montana, and uh, kind of had to escape my biological father. Some, he's got pretty interesting when I was little. And um, we stayed at a halfway house in Missoula, Montana. And the place was super creepy when we showed up. I was about seven years old at the time. And, uh, yeah, it was just real, super strange. I mean, pillow would be pulled out from underneath your head in the middle of the night. Radio would turn it off and on. Um, there was one time we had this kind of great room area. It was split in half with a curtain where, like, the kids can play on one side. And there was a TV on the other side of the curtain. The couch is the far wall. They were watching something on the television over there. And I'm just playing by myself in this little room, right? And they had all these toys and stuff that were donated by different families and whatnot. And I was playing with this little Ghostbusters car, right? The little ambulance just kind of yeah. moving around on there. I set it on the ground. The thing lifts up right in front of me, moves side to side. Somebody opens the curtain and the thing drops. Scared the crap out of me. I will never forget that. So it, you were playing with the Ghostbusters car. It, it moved up and then... It dropped, what are you saying? It dropped from the curtain? Or somebody opened the no, curtain? Somebody opened up the curtain that divided the room on there. And oh. it just, just. That's, that's creepy because I had kind of a weird, similar experience. Um, we had just moved into a house and I was, had those little plastic animals that used to get in the little, um, you know, Africa uh, animal, wild animal set, the little plastic cheetahs and, and water buffaloes and all that stuff and alligators. And I was trying to throw these in. I had them sitting on a windowsill behind me, and I was turning around and grabbing these little animals and trying to throw them into my bed headboard, which had like these square notches or holes in it, trying to like land it in one of those holes that the bed was still laying on the ground, hadn't been set up yet. And I was throwing these things and couldn't hit the holes, couldn't hit the holes. And I just stopped for a second, you know, and then all of a sudden, a thing, one of these plastic animals flew over my head. And landed right in the main hole I was trying to hit, which was the middle hole, this headboard. And I thought I was like maybe six years old. And I thought maybe it got stuck in the curtain and I moved the curtain. No, there's no way. There's no way. And I yeah, never tried to justify it. Do what? You tried to justify it. I tried to justify it as a six-year-old kid, and I could not for for any reason justify this. And a six-year-old kid can justify a lot of things in his own mind, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I got, could not. And it, to the, talking about it to this day, it gives me chills. So, I, you know, yeah, that's – when you said that, that kind of hit me a little bit. But, um, yeah, that's crazy for sure. Anything else going on when you guys were there? Uh, yeah. So – we used to like, there's a, a handful of kids in there. So we kind of just get together and be hanging out. We were hiding in one of these closets. It must have been like five or six of closet. It was up in the top of the stairs in this hallway. And um, we just just chit-chatting, trying to hide from my parents, play a prank on them or whatever. There was a little register that was right by the back closet. And we heard like this kind of 
kind of whirring noise, but then it turned into like a high scream and this felt like this presence just got to fly right out of there. It scared the crap out of us. We start hightailing it to each wind, way of the corner of the house. There, you'd hear like Shit. pots and pans in the kitchen just randomly clanking as if there was a breeze going by it, but you wouldn't see anything and hear children running up and down the stairs. And it was, yeah, <laughs> we weren't there for long, thankfully. <laughs> you know, I got, I got to yeah. say, I got to say, I, I love hearing the Bigfoot stories and the encounters with with the cryptid beings, but this, this whole ghost and paranormal things really got my attention lately. And, uh, when people talk about these things, it really kind of gives me some, gives me some chills, Brian. I don't know about, about yeah. you, but oh, I love the haunting stuff. Yeah. yeah so you know, we're definitely into that too, for this, for this program. For we sure. also, uh, we just talked to a lady who had a theory that people who have had paranormal, uh, experiences maybe are more, are more open to um, seeing a Bigfoot or having an encounter with a Bigfoot. Brian, you know I, mean? I, I forgot that all right? about that. You are absolutely yeah. right. Rob, that is true. Yeah, we talked to a lady in Maine who has this connection that people who have had ghostly encounters have also had Bigfoot encounters, and you've they're had more, both. Yeah, they're more sensitive to it. You know what I mean? They've, yeah, that's actually a term that I've heard a couple of friends that are uh, you know, Wicca you is sensitive mm-hmm. person that's encountered something from a young age or been exposed to something on there becomes sensitive and right. more likely to experience another event. That's mm-hmm. interesting. So, that's something to look into for sure too. Yeah. Well, we just got a little more proof right here. Yeah, we did. There you go. We did. That's awesome. Brian, thanks for bringing that up because oh. I totally yeah. was not thinking about that at the time. Mm-hmm. I was too interested in Rob's uh, encounters and, and situations. Yeah, as soon as you said that, I was like, "Hmm, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to check into this yes, some more." Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Rob, we thank you for coming on and, and telling your story, man. It means a lot to us for sure, yeah, and especially the fact that you're right, basically in my backyard where this thing happened. So you know, <laughs> I'm gonna start watching around myself here. Yeah, yeah thank you, guys. Yeah, you too. Thanks a lot, man. We appreciate it. Right on. I hope and, you uh, continue to listen to the show. Yeah, Rob. And since oh, we're around the same area, you know, we'll have to grab a beer sometime soon. Oh, absolutely. We all love beer. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. You take care. We appreciate it again. All right. See you guys. Well, Brian, another awesome episode and great show. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. I'm glad he came on and told us about that. That was wild. That was crazy. Uh Again, I just I'm amazed how close it was to home, you know. Yeah, yep, right in our backyard. It's. Um, Rob did say he was going to take us to that location, or he would take us to that location. He did say that. Yeah, we need to set that up. And it's yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't be too far away. Um, mm-hmm. I'd like to go check that out. I'd like to see the tree he actually saw it jump out of, and and um, and all that stuff too. Yeah, yeah, me too. It just makes you think, you know, when you have something going on, and and you realize how close they can be you know it really makes you keep your eyes and ears open at all times i'm always looking deep in the woods when i'm driving you know as much as i can anyway i always catch myself doing that now too (laughs) but anyway man yeah and another awesome episode and i want to thank all the listeners we're growing like crazy check us out on facebook i know this is uh mind-blowing how big this is getting so i we just want to thank everybody absolutely listening and supporting the show and 
without them, we wouldn't be here, Brian. I mean, no, we could be here talking know. about our, to ourselves. Yeah, we could be talking to ourselves. Listening to our own <laughs> podcast, but we appreciate yeah. listening. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of fun. And it is. It's exciting. And we meet a lot of really cool people. Absolutely. That's the best part about it is the people yep. meeting. And I can't yep. wait to meet them in person if they come to the Crypticon in the fall. So we got mm-hmm. that to look forward to. But, you know, I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, if you're not on our Facebook page, come be on our Facebook page. Come join our group. We're going to be having um, shirts and hats and merchandise coming up for sale if you guys are interested. So That's right. Pretty nice shirts, too. Todd's wearing one. I wish I would have hit record. <laughs> yep. Next time we'll record this for YouTube, I've got this shirt on. They mm-hmm. are, Brian, these shirts are so comfortable. I can't tell you how comfortable these shirts are. I know. I can't wait to get one. Really lightweight. Well, I'll get one to you next week, buddy, for sure. All right. All right, Brian. That's all I got, man. Yep, me too. All right. That was a great show. It was. Looking forward to the next one. Right on. We got a lot coming down the pipe, so. Yeah, we do. You guys stay tuned and appreciate you listening and keep on listening. As always. All right, man. You're out in the woods. Keep your eyes and ears open. Let us know what you hear and see. Right on. Take care, Brian. Yep. by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Hey, Houston. Con's prices are invincible. That means prices have been cut low, as in amazingly low, as in won't be beat. In fact, we're backing it up with our low price guarantee. Invincible prices on appliances, furniture, electronics, mattresses, and more. Not invincible enough for you? How about free next day delivery on appliances, TVs, and mattresses? And payment options for everyone, whether you have good credit or building it. Visit Con's today and find out what invincible feels like.